0: Great job! We finished the book of Acts. This book is really interesting. The disciples in this book are almost completely unrecognizable from the disciples in the Gospels. In the Gospels, the disciples did not or could not grasp what Jesus was telling them. They argued about who was going to be the greatest in Jesus' kingdom, even though Jesus clearly taught about being humble and a servant to all. They would sleep when Jesus specifically told them to pray so that they would not fall into temptation and abandon him. Peter denied Jesus three times when he was asked directly about being a follower of Jesus, even though Peter had just claimed that he was ready to die for Jesus. They did not understand what Jesus was telling them about his death and resurrection. Jesus would tell them that the Christ must suffer and die so that he would be raised again. But after Jesus died, they all seemed to be pretty defeated and just kind of give up. One of the main scriptures Jesus quoted to them when he was warning them that they would all essentially deny him was Zechariah 13.7. Specifically, Jesus told them that God would strike the shepherd and the sheep would scatter. This particular scripture is very interesting. It probably would have encouraged them if they would have looked it up. It does say that God will strike the shepherd and scatter the sheep. It even says that two-thirds of the sheep will be cut off and die. But it says that the remaining third will be refined in the fire. It says that the remaining sheep would call on the name of God and he would answer them. Zechariah ends the little poem, or whatever it is, by saying that God will call the remaining sheep his people and the remaining sheep will call him their God. We see this happen in the book of Acts. We see the disciples completely transform into a refined people who gladly endure persecution. Not just the apostles either. One amazing example is Stephen. He is first discussed in chapter 6 when he is appointed as a deacon to help give out food. He was not a preacher or an apostle. The whole reason he was appointed as a deacon is because the apostles did not think it was right for them to give up preaching the word of God to serve tables. So. Although it could have been viewed as a leadership position of sorts, it was not anything like what the apostles were doing, which was devoting themselves to prayer and the ministry of the word. But in the next section of scripture, it talks about all the great wonders and signs Stephen was doing among the people. He was causing such a commotion that these people from the synagogue rose up to dispute him, but they could not withstand the wisdom and the spirit with which he was speaking. Then the people from the synagogue essentially get some people to lie about him and get him put on trial in front of the council and the high priest. Sounds familiar right? Then Stephen, completely off the cuff, essentially just takes command of the situation and talks them through the whole Old Testament. Stephen summarizes the story of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph in Egypt, the Israelites, Joseph's descendants enslaved in Egypt, Moses' origin story. His birth, his adoption, his Batman moment where he avenges the Israelites and kills the Egyptian, his forced Gump moment where he runs and runs after he realizes the Israelites do not appreciate his Batman moment, his burning bush moment, the exodus, God giving Moses the law, Aaron and the Israelites making the idol and rejecting God, Moses and the Israelites making the tabernacle, or Ten of witness as he calls it. Joshua bringing the tent into the promised land, David finding the tent a more permanent home and Solomon building the temple. Stephen has totally captured their attention, his amazing storytelling drew them in, but it took a dramatic turn. Stephen essentially pointed out the hypocrisy of their fathers making such a big deal about the tent and temple but killing the prophets God sent them. Stephen said, just like the prophet said. God does not dwell in houses made by hand. Heaven is his throne, and the earth is his footstool. He went on to confront them about resisting the Holy Spirit and killing the Messiah, Jesus. He did not make it much further in his speech, because they brutally murdered him by stoning him to death. Stephen did not have a chance to elaborate before he was killed, but what I think he meant in his speech was that the tent and temple were symbolic, they meant absolutely nothing if the people did not listen to God. In fact, when the Israelites were exiled for ignoring God's warnings, God had the temple destroyed. God wanted obedience from the heart, which is what prophets like Isaiah told them. But the Israelites wanted religion, symbolic idols that they could revere and worship. They wanted to use religion to create wealth and power structures. They wanted to use religion to oppress and exploit the poor. This is what Jesus was confronting and this is why they killed him. His power and miracles made it impossible to deny he was actually the Messiah. But, just like in the garden, they want a power on their own terms, not God's. The complete transformation of the disciples between the gospels and Acts is completely attributed to the power of the Holy Spirit given to them. This is what was promised all throughout the Bible in places like Ezekiel 36:27. We need wisdom, we need to be loving, we need to be compassionate, we need courage, we need boldness, we need the Holy Spirit. Jesus promised to give us everything we needed to bear fruit and to glorify the Father. This is exactly what Jesus tells us to pray for in Luke 11:13. 13. If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? Lord, we need you. Please fill us with your Holy Spirit. Thank you so much for reading with me. Your support of this podcast means more to me than you could ever know. Please come back tomorrow when we will start reading the book of Romans.